You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. In our car feature today, we're talking about the lack of prosecution of offenders responsible for fatal and serious crashes and attacks on cyclists. So what is that tension between motorists and cyclists or maybe even pedestrians and cyclists as well? Let's also talk cyclist safety. I would love to hear from you if you are a cyclist or you are a motorist who's had any incident or observed anything with regards to cyclists. 11 883 Send an SMS 31702. Tweet at M at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 afternoons and the whatsapp line 0727021702 we're joined on the line by the ceo of pedal power association neil robinson hi neil how are you doing yes very well, well thanks for having me on so let's let's talk about what have you observed in your line of work with regards to cyclists and their safety on the roads well, personally, I gave up um, road cycling a number of years ago and took up mountain biking. I'm now looking at going back to road cycling. But I think it's a genuine, genuine concern of people on the road. Safety and security is a big issue. And I think we as a country, as a government, as a society, need to look at ways and means of keeping each other safe on the road. And that's motorists and cyclists and pedestrians sometimes when it comes to sharing the road, being tolerant, being respected of one another. In the Western Cape, we, we promulgated a law a few years ago whereby motorists have to pass at least one metre from a cyclist. Mm-hmm. It's our goal at Pedal Power Association to try and get that sorted out uh, nationally. So each province will have a similar law or the same law. I think that's a start. There's a lot that needs to be done. Um, I think it's a systemic issue. There's lots of different issues surrounding it. And I think that um, we we have a long way to go, but we are, we're, we're chipping away mm. um, one step at a time. Just in terms of, um, I mean, infrastructure at the moment, would you say cyclists are being accommodated for on the roads? And I'm not talking about other motorists or pedestrians. I'm talking about the physical roads themselves. Definitely not. We are far away from that. Um, if you look at some areas of South Africa, they do cater with cycling lanes, etc. But there's a lot which goes with it. It's infrastructure development, there's planning, there's maintenance, there is new communities being built where cycling is not part of the agenda or the non-motorized transport agenda. If you just look at most roads in South Africa, you, 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 little, you have little shoulder on the road even for cars mm. when they need to stop. So cyclists are up against it when it comes to their safety and security. And we've seen this through the accidents, through the deaths, through the serious injuries that, that cyclists have suffered over the last five to ten years. And I mean, that's the campaign that we're trying to to really develop and bring awareness to. Uh, and that's cyclists' lives do matter. Mm. They really do. Um, okay, so in terms of um, what we have in our country at the moment, I mean, which country would you say that you've observed really models what the roads should be looking like when it comes to accommodating cyclists? So you, you go back to the normal suspects, your industrialised first world countries, you know, London, you've got Copenhagen, you've got Oslo, you've got Amsterdam, Utrecht in, 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 the, in the Netherlands. So these are first world countries and they've got a lot of infrastructure, a lot of money and funding behind them. 
They also start off from a, a very positive point of view, where South Africa, we know, is a developing country. We have first world pockets, but it's mainly third world, and we have a lot of difference between the haves and the have-nots. You know, we have very serious issues with uh, aggression for Africa, of which probably cycling is not on the top of the list, and, and probably not in the top five even. Yes. So we, we have to look at it um, strategically and a long, from a long-term vision point of view. Now, talking long-term, meaning 50 to 60 years, not five to 10 years. So we have to try and put plans in place now. So in 30, 40 years' time, we will see a very affordable way of transport to and from work. We'll see a safety aspect to it, which is unparalleled. And we will see a, you know, a community and a, and a country which is, now our vision is to create a site in South Africa in a sense of it's affordable, it's healthy, there's a lot of a lot of different um, there are many pros which go with bringing in cycling as a as a non motorized transport mechanism in this country. Mm. So let's talk then. Uh, hashtag Cyclist Lives Matter. Uh, this is what was launched. What actually motivated for this campaign? Well, like many of these things in life, sadly uh, a terrible tragedy happened. Um, a person died a few weeks ago. And we we really have seen over the last few years that there's not a lot there's not a lot of evidence and there's not a lot of prosecutions around drivers who kill cyclists or seriously hurt them. So the Cyclist Lives Matter campaign is a hashtag is about trying to bring serious prosecutions and, and legal actions against these people, these perpetrators on the road. A lot of them are drunk drivers early in the morning and cyclists are doing their training. They're going on their, their morning ride in a chap or a girl is coming back from a night out and they get knocked over, they get killed and they're not being they're not being prosecuted. So mm. what we're trying to say is how can we and listen, some most of the people that this happens to are, are not people with means and ability to actually get a lawyer. A mm. lot of these people are very poor, they're from disadvantaged areas and what we're trying to say is we need to do something radically different about what's happening. And these people need to be brought to book. So the Cyclist Lives Matter campaign is to, is to get everyone around from an awareness and a behavioural point of view. And our pedal power has been going for 50, almost 50 years now. And, and we, we, we lobby on cyclists' behalf. And we, we try and, as much as possible, help situations like this. So, you know, we really are trying to get behind this in a, in a really big way. And it's, a, it's just the start of it this week. It's going to hopefully carry on through the country in the next few months and hopefully years. So when you say, just so I can understand, um, that, you know, you're speaking about these prosecutions that are not happening. Are these incidents where cyclists are, you know, run over or lose their lives? Are they hit and run or the incidents where, um, the driver is there, we have his details, we know who he is, but for some reason nothing is is going through when it gets to the court's process. It's a bit of both, actually. So there are three aspects of this. The one is that if someone gets knocked down or hurt very badly or killed and it's not reported, that's the first thing. And we know that there are quite a few of those. The second thing is exactly as you said, someone, it's a hit and run, um, the cyclist can't get his can't get to their phone quick enough because they are strewn on the ground and the, and the driver drives away. And the third thing is when a driver actually stops, cyclists are knocked down, etc. the details are taken, witnesses are called, evidence is gathered, and yet the prosecutions are not going through. Um, through whatever technicality or lack of evidence or 
whatever the case may be, or, or actually um, the police are just too busy and it doesn't get through, the, it doesn't get processed through the, the police and the legal system. We see so many of these um, happening month after month, and I think that the death that happened recently to um, a cyclist, um, you know, Andre Peel was killed three weeks ago, and his wife spoke very eloquently on the weekend with the launch of this program. And I mean, it's devastating. These people are human beings that have families. It, it is when you see the human side of it, and it's a really, it's a really tough day for, for a lot of us, and we're not even affected by it. So I can just imagine what the family's going through. So we are really determined to try in whatever way we can is to bring some form of, of at least pressure on the system, on the justice system, on the legal system, to try and bring more. Because I think what you need in South Africa, to a large extent, is, you know, people actually equal consequences in this country. And sometimes I think there's a lot of lawlessness in this country. Mm-hmm. People think they can get away with it. So we see, I mean, I drive on the road every day taking my daughter to school. I see, like, you know, 50 infractions on the road before I get a kilometre into, into my drive. So we know it's happening. And I, I understand that there's a lot of pressure on manpower and policing and metro police, etc. But we cannot, well, one death is too many on our roads from a cyclist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, any death on the road is too many, both yes. pedestrians or cyclists. Yes, yes. All right, we've got a couple of voice notes that have come through. Hi, guys. Um, this is Johan from Brabant on my way to Victoria. May I just jump in here? I'm all for cyclists, and cyclists, I respect them. But you get cyclists that drive next to each other, the whole road, in the whole road. And um, the thing is, I pay my license desk. That, that cyclist doesn't pay to be on the road. Yes, his bicycle is expensive, and I pay to be on the road. I pay taxes, I pay fuel levies, I pay everything. And now, I'm not, I'm not saying all cyclists, but most of them, they take the whole road. Come on, otherwise give them a license desk and, and make it fair. All right, Neil, I mean, I suspected um, this part was going to come up is the animosity and tension between cyclists and motorists. I don't know what your thoughts are on what the person who sent through a voice note had to say. Listen, I absolutely agree with them. Cyclists should be obeying the laws of the roads like motorists should be. And if cyclists are doing that, then they should be brought to book. What we're not advocating for is cyclists just, you know, have a free and reckless ride on, us on the road and put and put motorists' lives at risk because there are also issues of motorists swerving away from cyclists to try and avoid them and potentially having a head-on collision. So I'm not advocating that at all. But I think the gentleman's discussion around he, he buys his license, I think a lot of people have licenses that drive cars and taxis and buckies, etc., which don't obey the rules. So I don't think it's a license issue. I think it's just being respectful and following the rules of the road at any given time. And we very... Very persistent in that with our with our members of the Pedal Power Association around constantly saying to them, you need to obey the laws. We're saying be visible, obey the laws, single file, keep away the meter rule, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And even before the Cape Town Cycle Tour, which is on Sunday, we've been heavily uh, communicating. You know, please do not ride on on highways. It's, it's illegal. You're not allowed to because mm. we've seen a couple of people doing that. So. We're very vigilant when it comes to the law and what's allowed and what's not allowed. So I completely agree with the gentleman that phoned in, but I think it's lawlessness is not, not to be tolerated generally, not only from cyclists. 
All right, we continue with your calls, your SMSs, your tweets, and your WhatsApps. We in conversation with Neil Robinson, who is the CEO of Pedal Power Association. Seven o two. The car feature. And our car feature today, we're talking the safety of cyclists as well as the cycling initiative called Hashtag Cyclists Lives Matter. We're speaking to Neil Robinson, who is the CEO of Pedal Power. Uh, Neil, a couple more messages are coming through on this discussion. I just need to find out because I find it confusing. You know, most of the time when cycling goes you ride on the left side of the road you expect drivers to see you and avoid you since you don't have mirrors and i don't know i I, i'm a cyclist myself i cycle for fitness purpose just for exercising but i prefer to ride on the right side of the road so that i face oncoming traffic and i see what's coming towards me instead of just relying on the driver to see me and give me space so i've spoken to other cyclists before and asked them this question on which side are we supposed to ride as cyclists mm. and i never really had a, a good answer so can somebody just explain this to me please neil which side should cyclists be on the road you know, the left-hand side. Um, we have a, I understand that people, pedestrians, often walk against the traffic, but cyclists should be cycling on in a cycling lane or on the shoulder of the road, at least a metre away if there is, and then obviously very close to the curb on the left-hand side of the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, another voice note. Hello, uh, Brett from Joburg here. I used to be on the same page as the guy who sent through the voice note. Uh, where cyclists take up the whole road and things. But after looking into it, cyclists actually have the same rights as a car on the road. Because if you think about it, a cyclist cycling on the left who wants to turn right, he needs to indicate his intention and he's allowed to cross the lanes and things like that. Obviously, if cyclists are riding abreast, you know, uh, then it comes down to your own humanity. You know, if you are miffed with the world, you're going to be miffed with the cyclist for riding next to his friend and trying to have a conversation. But, you know, if you if it's safe to do so, just give him a wide berth and go past and carry on with life. You know, we, we all have too many things going on to stress about stuff like that. Thanks for a good show. Thank you so much uh, for that voice note. Uh, Paula says on WhatsApp, with respect to cyclists, are also not always obeying road rules. I'm a road runner, and many times I almost get taken out by cyclists who seem to think that riding five abreast is okay, and it's not okay. And then we have a caller. We have Denzel. Hey, Denzel. Hi. A very good afternoon to you, ma'am. Yes, yes uh, a very sim- simple issue. I-, I thank you very much for this. This, this is a great awareness for both cyclists, ourselves, roadrunners, the whole shooting match. However, uh, my experience has been the side-by-side cycling. And uh, just Sunday past, uh, you find that they side-by-side come on to them. It's a narrow road. On the right, if you're going to swerve, you're on the incoming traffic because they now uh, virtually taking half of the side where, you f- where you're driving. And you must be aware of the guys behind you as well. And uh, I then just get a little too to give them the awareness that I am in the area that they quite aware. And then they show you the, the middle finger as such. Wow. The other problem that I seems to have is they are riding too close on each other. Mm. On the side of the road, they're out of the way, they're on the arm, but they're brilliant. If anything goes wrong with a cycle in front of him, 
he's going to swerve, and where is he going to swerve? Mm. To where the tar road is. He's not going to run a gravel, and he's going to then get into the oncoming traffic. So I would just simply ask, keep the distance, like motor vehicles must keep distance, and cyclists keep the distance, be aware of the vehicles as well, and we surely must be aware of them as well. All right. I drive with it in our mind. Yes. Because, you know, even if you're right, you're still wrong because you have taken a life. Okay, I hear what you're saying, Denzel. Thank you so much. Neil, final thoughts, um, and maybe you can just chip in on what um, some of the listeners had to say. No, listen, I think it's a general tolerance and respect for the, the, the rule of law on the road. Motorists as well as cyclists. Uh, we don't advocate for people to break the law or irritate. There does seem to be an intolerance between both cyclists and motorists on the road. There's no question about it. Um, I think it's about being very respectful of each other. And we know that if a motorist and a cyclist have an entanglement, we know which is going to come or second best. So cyclists need to be aware and not there shouldn't be arrogance on the road. I've seen it before, so I understand what people are saying. Um, we, yes, they both absolutely have the right to be on the road, but again, share it, be respectful. You know, you know, sharing is caring, as Barney used to say. So mm. <laughs> I think I'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you so, so much uh, for talking to us, Neil Robinson, CEO of Pedal Power Association, on this initiative. Hashtag Cyclist Lives Matter. And maybe one of these days we need to find out what the issue is, that there is no prosecution. Maybe there's something um, in the legal system that we are missing. That is our car feature for today.